what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 68, volume 5 of the nation's slowest growing podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's Big Fan. And my name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of Easter candy over Halloween candy. Very controversial. Very controversial. Winning money at the 8th annual Hickory Masters draft and spring break trips with my girls where I am leaving within 24 hours, Hank, oh, that's to nice. the fine beaches of Kiowa Island. That's nice. Yes, What's going on, everyone? My name is Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of spring break allowing you to sleep in past 6 a.m. because no one has to get ready for school. 12-year-old freedom that comes with a cell phone. Yes. And one gun, two turkeys, Three minutes. Wow. Sounds like someone was successful out on the range. Oh, we were successful, my friend. Tell me about it. All right. Well, for all those that didn't know, it's turkey season. It's turkey season. And so, uh, you know, I didn't grow up hunting. My dad wasn't a hunter, and so my father-in-law's a hunter. So he, uh, a couple years ago, took me out turkey hunting. I had a great time. What's it like? I've never been hunting for anything. Okay, so I'll give you the quick rundown. Please. Deer hunting, I don't love. You bait these deer all year, and you just hope they walk by. That's what you're hoping. You're hoping that the, the big one comes by. You're not calling to it. You're not doing anything. It just walks by. And so you're just sitting in a stand. Sitting in a stand. And it's probably early in the morning. Right? Early. Early. Early in the morning. Turkey hunting, on the other hand, is really a game, Chad. Mm. It's a game. Okay, so right now it's it's where the males are trying to find their queen. Gotcha. They're trying to find a ton of them. They you know they want a harem of ladies, okay. right? So the first thing they do is when they wake up, they're on the roost. They they stay in trees when they sleep, so predators can't get to them. First thing they do is they fly that. down, and they gobble, and they're pretty much saying, "Ladies, I'm here. where you at?" Yeah. And they'll hear them kind of call back. Well, what you do is you get in a blind or you sit in a, uh, against a tree or you, but you have to be fully camoed because their vision is incredible wow. and they can see you move. You got to move very slowly. So you, you put a decoy of a female out and then usually you put a male cause they're very jealous and they want to, you know, they want to be able to like yes. say, Hey, who's this? So you put a young male like size wise, like so that they see this young male and they're like, I'm going to kick his ass <laughs> and I'm right, going to take right. his girl. Yes. So the whole thing is, is they're thinking of girls food and me in that kind of order. And if you can get them continuing to think about girls or food, then they're not really worried about you. Gotcha. So two weeks ago, we went out on youth day and Harris had a bird down his barrel, down the sights. How close is the bird to you when you're sitting there all camouflaged and the decoys are at like in the turkey walks? 30 by. yards. 30. Okay. I mean, not far. Not far. Okay. Gotcha. Not far. Yeah. Um, I mean, anywhere from 20 feet to, you know, 30 yard, whatever. So you're sitting there and he had one that he was going to pull the trigger on and he hit the side of the, the, um, blind and Turkey freaked out and ran. Wow. Are they fast? Oh, they're quick as heck. They're quick as heck. So we went out again. So spring break started 
Friday. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have school. Right. Harris comes up to me on Thursday night and he's like, we're going turkey hunting tomorrow. So I said, all right, first, like the, the sun is up at 6.50. You want to be in it about an hour before. So we got up at five and we were in that blind at six, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in the blind. And Are blinds I, big? Like I'm, this is all new to me. Okay. Like what is it? What is a blind? You can fit. Mean? You can fit. It's it's a small tent. Okay. Okay. Small tent. And it's a it can fit two to three people in it, depending on like you know how you're kind of spread out. But he was sitting in a chair, and you have this window that you have open yes. that you can see out of, and I'm kind of on his left corner and I'm kind of straddling in my chair so I can whisper into his ear. Right. So I can be like, Hey, are there room for coolers and like snacks? Yes. The, oh, for really? Sure. You okay. can put you coolers, can drink and coolers and snacks. Yeah. You could definitely do all I guess that. Crunching Cheetos might throw no, the turkeys. No, no, no. You, know, you can't coming. move that much. Yeah. Though. You can't move that much. So I start calling about six forty five. Hear nothing. Seven Oh five. Hear nothing. Seven twenty. Hear nothing. So we're sitting there. Seven twenty five comes around and all of a sudden, I hear Harris go, Dad, turkeys, turkeys. So I look to my left. Sure enough, they don't really necessarily travel like in big groups. Right. But these are three really young Toms, males. they called Toms. And then two Jakes, which are like teenagers. Okay. But they're all males. They don't know what they're really doing. They're just trying to find girls. And I'd been calling like a girl. So they start walking up, and they see the girl. But they see the guy, mm-hmm. turkey, and they're like... What the hell? Right. So they walk right past the girl towards the guy, and I hear Harris go, is that a male? Is that a male? You know? And I said, yeah, because you can't shoot females. Okay. And so he raises his gun, pulls off the safety, and I hear him go, I'm going for it. That's yes. what he said. Right. So it clears the decoy. Boom. Drops him. Whoa. Right? Right. Right. Drops right. him. Wow. So he puts on the safety, pulls down the gun. And I don't know if you've ever heard of buck fever. It's where you get like your adrenaline goes after you get one. Okay. So you, some people start shaking. Some people can't. So he looks over at me and he's like, I got him. I got him. Right. Yes. So I was very, you know, really exciting. Awesome. It was yeah. great. It, you know, what a good father son moment, you know, everything. Well, they think of it as like a terrestrial boom. So the other guys didn't really run off. So what you mean the other roosters think the of other it as a- turkeys, not roosters. <laughs> Same thing, right? The other turkeys. So yes. the funny thing is, yeah. is that when the first one went down and Harris shot probably the biggest one out yeah. of the group, the first one goes down. The other two young ones want the fake girl to think that they're tough. So they jump on top of him and start beating his butt. The turkey that's down? Yeah. So the other turkeys start trying to beat him up to impress the girl turkey, right? Yeah. Well, they beat him up for a little bit, but he's, you know, he's down and they kind of like meander away. Well, this other big old turkey, he's moving, still moving around. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you can't shoot two birds. So Harris couldn't shoot two in the same day, but I could shoot. Daddy can. So I look at Harris and I said, give me your gun. So he gives me a gun and I couldn't shoot it the way it was because the way he was, the cartridge would discharge into his face like it would go towards him. So I told him he had to get out of his chair. So he slinks down his chair ever so slowly, gets behind me and goes, all right, I'm out of the way. I raise my gun, boom, take the other turkey, three minutes apart, which, you know, it's, well, I, I don't know, but it's odd to take two turkeys at the, you know, at the same seating, right? Yes. And uh, it, it'll be something that Harris and I remember. He's got, we took video while we're in there and, you know, 
it'll be something that he remembers the rest of his life, his Incredible. first hunting trip, his first successful hunting trip. And uh, it was great. So what do you do? Okay, so now the buck fever is it's over. That's you've it's been minutes have passed, right? Right. You get out of the blind. Yep. The rest of the turkeys have scattered, you right. know, whatever. And then what do you do? You go and collect the bird? Yeah. So so there are a couple high fives. Okay. Let's <laughs> couple let's goes, yeah. hug, you know. Yeah. Um, but so you don't want to shoot them in the meat. So where you want to shoot them is the head. Yes. So, you know, you it, it's not a real messy process because you're not blowing this bird to bits. And right. it's just one pellet in the head. Okay. Kills them. Yeah. So um, what we end up doing is we get the birds, we bring them back up to the our cabin. Do they have really sharp talons? <laughs> well, they've got feet. Oh, they have okay. feet. Okay. They have like, <laughs> like regular bird oh, feet. Oh, bird feet. Okay. They've got, they but, they, but they do have, they have like spurs. A, that's what I'm They have spurs of. that they spurs. like to kick you with. Right. Yeah. Um, so we took them up to the house, and we actually field dressed them there, where we took the breasts out and have them in our refrigerator. How now. do you know how to do this? Uh, my father-in-law taught me. Okay. All right. And it's really not that difficult a process. It is plucking feathers, having the right knife to go down the breastplate, and you can just take them. But it's really easy. It's not. Yeah. It's not as cool and complicated as you think. I see. Uh, but Harris was really into it. He was helping my father-in-law with one, and. Um, Got into the body cavity, had a little bit of stink to it. He was out. He's out. Got a little bit of. <laughs> but yes. uh, it was uh, it was a cool moment for he and I, and it'll be something that I remember. That's you know, spectacular. The rest of my life. So you then like freeze the meat, or you put the meat, do whatever you do to it. Yeah. So you're gonna save it and eat it for a special occasion, or just whenever. Well, my father-in-law turkey makes sandwich. turkey. Uh, it's a little gamier okay. than like regular like turkey sandwich turkeys. Yeah, and so. Um, what he ends up doing is he breads them, deep fries them, and does turkey nuggets. Oh. Yeah. So we're probably going to do that same thing. McDonald's nuggets or turkey nuggets better? Or the club's chicken tenders. Chicken tenders from the club, really? no doubt. I need to try a turkey nugget. Though. Okay, I'll okay, save I'd, you I'd one. I'd like to try one, yes. I'll save you one. Okay, please do. That's awesome story. Fantastic. And while we're talking about girl turkeys and boy turkeys, right? Oh, there, yeah. Let's also talk about human being men and human being women and boys and girls. Questionable so, transition, but I'll okay, let you let's go with go it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Just bear with me. All right. So over the last 24 hours, I've done a little bit of research about the differences between men and women. It's just like kind of interesting experiments. And I tried these experiments experiments on my daughters. I said, tell me what you do in this situation. And they do it one way. And then... It's weird. I actually do it the opposite way. And there's percentages that tell you 95% of men do it this way. 95% of women do it this way. Gotcha. So the first one is, okay, this is pretty interesting stuff. Imagine you're getting ready to get into the shower, Hank. You're getting to the shower. Okay. First of all, do you turn the shower on prior to getting in and then let it warm up and then get in? Only a psychopath would not do that. that do you know there's some people that get in, turn it on and bear or like, get into a corner or whatever so the water doesn't touch them? That, that, seems that makes like, zero sense, that's right? Psychopath okay. territory. That's 5% of the population. Get into the shower, turn it on, and just take it. Where 95% of us intellectual human beings turn it on, turn the radio Brush the on, give, do all the other stuff, then get in, right? When you step into the shower, do you face the water coming or do you, are you, do you have your back turned? Face the water. Do you maintain face to the water no. the majority of the time? No. So 
the majority of the time your backs too. Right. Okay. Here's the interesting fact. 90% of men, when they get in, face the water. 90% of females back to the water and only turn around to the water just to wash their face and they go immediately back. Their back is to the water the majority of the whole shower. I find myself, when I get in, I'm not looking right at the water source. Right. Gazing at the water it, it, source? I'm more of a I'm feminine when it comes to this. I have my back to the water. But then I turn around and then I let it get me, you know? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're one that walks in and immediately just hits me in the right. face, that's, right? That's, that's a man thing. Okay. So I'm half man, half woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've learned it's a lot you're so all, far. It sounds like you're all man. I'm okay? all man, So far, baby. you're all man. All I'm man. half man, half woman. Okay. okay. Also wear scarves a lot. You do wear yes, a lot of scarves. scarves. Okay. Next one. When you get into a car, mm-hmm. you're driving, you open the door. How do you get in? Now, let's, we can even experiment in this chair. Butt you, first, feet first? Yes, or is there another way to get in? What? Just walk me through it. Like, how do you get into a car? I think I probably sit down into the car and then bring my feet in. 90% of men, butt first. And what I do? Feet first. I'm a, I put my foot in first, and then I put my butt down. But men, that still qualifies as a masculine thing to Are do. Are we sure about that? I'm positive. So you know what girls do, women do? They put <laughs> run into something. <laughs> They they put their head in first and then bring their body in. So I I experimented this with my daughters earlier. I was like, get in the car. Show me how you do it. They both do it? No, they did the 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 way we do it. The butt thing. And so I'm thinking, what does it mean to put your head in first? Women, 90% head first. So watch me. Only if it's raining. Watch, Watch me. So open the door. I'm getting a demonstration. They go like this. They go like this, and then... Seems like down. a lot of movement. How? That doesn't make any sense. Seems like a lot of movement. So the person that was writing this said, maybe they're investigating the car in case there's something strange in there before they come in. Oh, there's something so strange in there, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what they do, their mechanism to make sure everything is safe, where guys just... We just plop on down. You know, we're not checking out to make sure anything's right. safe in the car. Right. So anyway, I thought We've that got was good a, defense. Yes, that's right. The last one, I thought this was interesting. I'm going to ask you to do something, and I want to observe you, and then I'll tell you if that's a feminine quality or a masculine, masculine. quality. Right. Hank, look at your fingernails. Look at your fingernails. Okay. 90% of men... Look at their fingernails with their palms open and their clothes back. You mean they don't do this? 90% of women hold them out like this and gaze upon them. I asked my daughters, look at your fingernails. They did this. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's what. But you know what the other thing is? Yeah. The other thing is, is they're young women. You know what I mean? Like, I yes, mean, you, yes. you know, I mean, teenagers, I, teenagers. Yes. So yeah. you you do that with 40 year old women and it may be a little bit different. Sure. Your, your audience may be n- not to that point yet. Understood. So let's experiment with your wife. You okay. ask her these things or let her listen to the podcast or whatever. I'm going to do the same thing with Jennifer. I'm just interesting to see what this data tells us. Okay. The shower one is pretty interesting though. Um, you know, I've never really thought about how I get into a shower, what I do, but I, Majority of the time, I got my back. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Two questions. Shoot. 
when you get in, do you immediately put your head under the water or do you sit there for a minute and kind of get to the point where you, you, you get underwater? I've mentioned this to you many times. I love showers. I love water, right? So it's the first thing I do, my head, boom, it gets in the water. Okay. I like the water, you know, hitting my face. Yep. I love it. So um, I take three showers a day. That's ridiculous. It's crazy, but I just love a shower. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, well, differences between men and women, boys and girls. You're half woman. Guy died. I'm half woman. Guy turkeys, female turkeys. We've just learned it all. Mm-hmm. Learned it all today. Yep. Well, Hank, some other interesting things have been going on here at the podcast. We missed the last three weeks. Granted, we've had a lot of things going on. We've had Easter. We've had the Masters. We had High Point Furniture Market. A lot of things that caused us not to be able to participate with the podcast, but I'm glad we're back. A lot of people begging, where is the show, Chad? We miss Hank's voice. All kinds of compliments, but we're back. And let's talk about Easter, Hank. Let's talk about it. How did you spend your Easter, buddy? Well, uh, Sunday. We're talking about Easter Sunday in general. Yes. Or okay. the whole weekend well, you know, leading up to Let's go to Easter Sunday. We did our turkey hunt, and yep. then Saturday, I uh, we didn't do all that much on Saturday. We just kind of messed around. I, I can't even remember Saturday. Sunday, we woke up. Harris wakes up. Can I go in the kitchen? See if I got an Easter basket, whatever. I was like, sure. sure. And you know, 12 years old, 13 years old, you're starting to get to the point where candy's great. What what else is in there? What is it's it? Maybe stuff. a shirt, yep. you know, whatever. So, um, Scarf. a lot of candy, mm-hmm. right, in this thing. And then there was a cell phone on the bottom of the basket. Well, well, well. Yes. And this is one of my old cell phones. You know, I, I the old boy's not getting a new cell phone. Did he have any clue? No clue. I'll okay. tell you what happened. Last yes. summer, a bunch of his boys started getting it, right. getting phones. It was to the point where a bunch of his boys were getting phones because they are getting to the age where they're, you give them some freedom. You don't know where they are for a couple hours. And you, you, if you need to get in touch with them, you got to get in touch with them. Sure. But I wasn't ready to do it. So all summer, he kind of like, when can I get a phone? What's the deal? Come on. What, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like not giving it to his heart, but just kind of curious about it. Then school starts and he starts, you know, he gets on the soccer team and the coach is like, everybody pull out your phone so we can put in the calendar. Sorry, I don't have a phone. Can't do that. So, all right, I'll email it to your parents. So he's like, come on, dad, what's the deal? Right. So, about, I'd say, Halloween, I don't hear any more about the phone. I don't hear any more about it forever. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, he's just learned to live with it, and it's going to happen when it happens, right? It's going to happen when it happens. So that's to the point where I was like, I feel like that's mission accomplished. You know, don't have to have it. I'm not, it's not the shiny toy. Right. So I feel like it was time to give him one because he is – you know, spring break right now, he's, he'll leave at nine to go ride his bike over to a buddy's house, and it could be at three or four different houses. How are we going to get in touch with him? I know I, there's other I problems. I know there's other problems. he had scammed like a burner phone that you had no idea about, and that's how he's been communicating. I thought that's what you were going after. No, but no, no. So no, he's no. just been a good boy. He's he just forgotten. He, he said, I'm not going to bother my mom and dad about he's this. He's like, hey, can I borrow your phone? I got to call my mom. So uh, he got a phone, and I got to tell you, there's a difference in a young man and woman, I'm sure, when they get their phone, to how they feel like it's an adulthood, you know? Like, I, I was talking to Reagan about it the other day, is, you know, when his buddies got phones, he felt like he was a little left, at, left at, not left out, but like, Understood. hey, I'm, I want a phone, right? And then he learned to live with it. But it was kind of like, like when you were in sixth grade or seventh grade, and your buddy kissed a girl, and you're like, 
that's a man right there. That is a man right there. He has kissed a woman, right? Uh, yes. That's kind of like what their version of it now. He's got a phone. He's got responsibility. Yes. He can contact people. He's moving on up in the world. Yes. 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 Okay, and there's not that much importance to the phone. But I feel like mentally, mentally that's kind of what huge. that was kind of what was going on. That was a next, yeah, level. A yeah. next level kind of thing. Yep. But do you remember like do you remember I don't know when you kissed your first girl, mom was in sixth grade, but do you remember the 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 kid that had kissed a girl, you're like, dude, that guy, this guy's a guy. Right. This is your guy. That's my guy. Over <laughs> That's there. my guy. I want to be like this. guy. I want to be right. like that guy. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So, I but got you know that that feeling of now that's an adult, and that, I feel like that's where the kids are now with these phones. Understood. Yeah. So um, we did that. He was all excited. It was all set up. I did it through my, um, you know, I I had it all set up so that morning he was just able to figure out what his number was. Text us all, give us his number, and then uh, we went to church, and then we ate at my in-laws for lunch and then we went to my mom's for dinner it was great it was uh, a lot of a lot of fun pretty weather how yes, about you what gorgeous. you do you well, hung out with your family right yes we did and so it was my dad's birthday happy 75th tom east Been happy 75th 75 years three big quarter, three quarters of a century big time it's either 74 or 75 anyway that's terrible and i should know this right i should know this so we go my mom loves this loves this stuff our whole family it's rare that we all get together holidays and special occasions like this. So dad's 75th, 74th birthday, whatever it is, my mom gets this mountain house in West Jefferson where you have to go up these steep mountain. Jennifer cannot even, and the kids, like they have to, it's so steep and the road is so narrow that they can't look. You know, they get really nervous. So get up to the top of the mountain. Boom, there's the house. It's beautiful. The views, they're just spectacular. Right. Glorious. And so my dad's there, my mom's there, my sister and her three kids are there. My brother Jeremy's there, Meredith's husband Bradley's there, our whole crew. Right, everybody. Everybody's there. All the East. All the East. So we get up and, you know, what we like to do is, you know, we get there, we're going to pour us one and we're going to sit around, look at the view and talk, we call it talk story. Do you remember when this happened? Just kind of like how friends do, you know, and that's what we do. It's just fabulous. So I'll make this story uh, short but sweet. Well, there's a golf course called Mountain Air. We played golf. My brother-in-law, myself, and my brother. My dad doesn't play golf anymore. He's got really bad knees, can't get around. So he just stayed at the crib, hung out with the young kids uh, and all that stuff where my brother Bradley and I played. Fabulous round. Get back, meet the family at downtown West Jefferson at a restaurant called The Boom Docks. Had a beer or two, ate some pizza. Kids got ice cream. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Spectacular. Perfect. Perfect. Heading back up because my old man hadn't left. He's been up there chilling. He didn't come to Boondocks. He didn't come to the golf course. He's just chilling. Walking to the house. He's got all the poker chips sitting out on the table. They are ready to go. He said, all right, y'all ready? You know, my brother and I's eyes Boom, you know we're ready. I mean, let's, How about your brother-in-law? let's go. Is he involved in it? Does he so like this? Here's the deal. He jumped in with us last year, and my sister warned him. Bradley, ee, these guys, they'll get you. <laughs> they'll take you downtown to Chinatown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you started at four. <laughs> yes, right. Well, so anyway, Bradley got popped last year. And so you know what he did while we were? He watched he went downstairs with the kids and played Candyland. Okay. <laughs> yes, Bradley. Yeah, there was this, that was smart. He was smart. So it was just the three of you. Yes. And my mom popped in for a little bit just, you know, for fun. And actually, who knew, but 
Busted the lady up. can play some poker. Busted she can up. play some poker. Because last time I played with you, you got busted up. But then, on to the next one. I don't recall that. So anyway, downstairs in the basement is so dope. There's Papa Shot. There's uh, this video game. It's got thousand video games. You play it like the real arcade. Yep. You've got uh, shuffleboard, everything a kid could ask for down there. Big TVs and then candy. La- anyway, so the kids were down there just having a time. Well, I could tell my dad was a little nervous. He doesn't play poker anymore. And last time he played, Jeremy and I popped he and Bradley to the tune of, it was a good win. A couple. It was a good win. A couple. So I could tell my dad's just a little nervous, but he gets in, and he's, we start playing, and he wins the first pot, feeling confident. Then about the 10th pot, he bluffs my brother on the best bluff I've ever seen. So Jeremy already changing 80. Oh, changing 80. I can't 10 hands in. 10 hands in. Already in. So anyway, we get through it. My mom pops in. She wins a couple hands. At the end of the day, my dad is the big wiener, right? Nice. He's busted me. He's busted my brother and busted my mom. So the next morning we wake up and my dad, I mean, he's proud of this. I mean, every minute you see him, I look at him during dinner. He's just smiling. He's got a smile just from ear to ear. So we get through the night. We stay up till one o'clock talking stories, just having a ball. We get up the next morning on Sunday to leave. Laying out on the table is all this cash. He just wants to make sure that we see it before we leave. He's got it all laid out. I love it. Isn't that great? I love it. So anyway, that's how our Easter was. uh, Gambling, eating, drinking, talking, and spending time together as a family. It was fabulous. My girls had a ball. I think everybody had a really good time. Right. Because we have a new family member, Evie, three months old. How old are the other ones? Owen is five, and Addie is three and a half. I bet you girls love playing oh, with they, them. They yeah. have a ball. Yeah, they, act, they, they have an absolute ball. Easter egg hunts, you know, all that jazz. Right. So anyway, fabulous, fabulous Easter Sunday. And, you know, prior to that weekend was the Masters. Yep. I mean, we just had back-to-back-to-back-to-back great weekends. So at Lake Hickory Country Club, and I think you may have been a part of this, eight, no, nine years ago, a small crew of six or eight of us, started this thing where we would just draft players. Yep. Were you there for the first I one? I was. Yeah. I think my dad was there, me, you, my brother, Dennis Cranford, maybe Will, Roger. Anyway, just a handful, Michael, CJ. CJ. Well, over the years, it has expanded. This year, they actually had a par uh, three, nine-hole golf tournament prior to the draft that 54 people attended. And then the draft, we had 57 enter, but there were 100 people out there just hanging out. Right. So we do the draft. We have all these separate side bets. It was just a fabulous evening. I had the 14th pick, and I had Rory, who finished second, which was great. Kent Roney had the number one pick, got Scotty Scheffler, who won it all. And, you know, another really successful Masters draft. Nice. Yeah. Did yeah, you he had keep the number up? one pick? He had the number one and picked Scotty Scheffler, who won the whole thing. Up. What wow. a what a great pick. What a great pick. Yeah, did you watch any of it? I got to watch some of it. I didn't get to watch much of it. We had a baseball tournament that weekend and I, I just kept poking my head in every time I could, but it seemed like it was an amazing event. Great weather. Great weather. The yeah. most important thing of it all was Tiger, mm-hmm. right? So Tiger was the story. So I felt just to be there was a miracle for him to participate. Then he made the cut. Yeah. After day one, he was in 10th place. But I think it took everything he had just to yeah. get to the cut. Anyway, what, He's not the same, man. No, he never will be. But this was funny. A couple of our friends went on Saturday. Yeah, it was either Friday or Saturday. And, you know, this is the Masters. You've got, you know, the big names, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, you know, all the big names. 
And wherever Tiger was, though, that's where the crowds were. Yeah, that's you could group. you. There was nobody really even walking with the other big name players. Everybody wanted just to be with Tiger. Right. So anyway, Tiger's already announced he will play in the next major too, which I think is the PGA Championship. So we'll get to see him in a, about a month or so. Right. So anyway, that was good. Um, another really really fun Masters. Now we got baseball season, buddy. Yeah, you know, we that's, do. That's we're in the heart of it. Yeah, we or are. the beginning of the it. The so beginning me, of it. So tell me what's going on with baseball, and then particularly Harris's baseball, and then we'll talk about Lucy Rose's soccer because we're in it together we're right in now. Together right this now. This is middle school sports, yep. big time. Well, you know, sixth graders when we were in school didn't get to participate. That's right. So uh, you know, he tried out for Grandview, and Grandview baseball is not real strong. Last year they didn't even have a team, so. As a sixth grader, he's getting to participate mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, he's either pitching or catching, and it is to the point where they're getting beat by 10 to 15 every game. Yeah, They're getting their teeth beat in. Yeah. But I will tell you, the coach, who Todd Tigg, I love him. He's a good guy. You know, it would have been very easy for these kids to turn on each other game two, three, four, and, and really kind of say, you suck. You know, why aren't you doing better at this way? Those boys have been encouraging to one another. Yes. Because, I mean, really and truly, Harris and this other kid, Sam, are the only two that have played, really. Right. I mean, there's big kids that have played in rec years ago and everything. But, I mean, we've got kids that can't catch on this team, whereas other teams have their all travel ball kids, and, and it shows. Catching is not an issue for them. It's the strategy of the right. game. But for your team, just catching is an is, accomplishment. Yeah, and okay. getting the bat on the ball sure. on you know something right down the middle. So it has been um, a really good thing for Harris because I think as a sixth grader, not often are you put in a position where you can lead, sure. especially in middle school. And I think he's been forced to do that because he has experience, mm-hmm. and uh, he's getting a lot of time on the mound, which is great experience. You know, if he were at another school, he probably. Wouldn't get that opportunity. So uh, they're about 0-7 or 8 with getting just the teeth beat in by them. But it's been a lot of fun. The funny thing is, is we're pretty competitive on our travel ball team. So we'll go play two games during the week, and then we'll play travel ball, and it'll be the other side of the coin. And so it is kind of fun to do that. But it's, uh, you know, that's going on. I, You know, me, I love baseball. Mm. I love watching him play – for the middle school and them getting their teeth knocked in, celebrating people that catch the ball that actually hit ground balls where they get out and you're still like, where to go? Yeah. And, uh, all the kids have been really like kind of good. But the other thing is major league baseball, seeing all these new faces mm-hmm. in new places. Like, I don't know if you saw it, but last night, um, uh, uh, Freddie Freeman, Freeman hit his first home run yeah. for the Dodgers, and it was, it was against, against the Atlanta. Braves. Yes, and uh, so you know it, that's the way baseball is. That's how baseball works. Right. That right there is ex- the exactly how it works. If you're going to be put in a position to to like get somebody back, or, I mean, baseball is going to. If you are going to make an error, the baseball is going to find you in the field. Every time. If you're scared, it's just going to find you. Right. It's going to find you. If, you. if you're if you up for the challenge, it'll put you on the mound. It'll put you up a plate. So um, I love it, man. I stayed up late last night watching it. Awesome. Well, it brings me to our next segment, Hank. So I have a friend who helps at the rec coach the little five- and six-year-olds like T-ball and all the other soccer and everything. And I said, so, man, how's it going, coach? Because I used to coach. You're a coach. I love being around the kids. And I said, well, you know, with the hiatus for COVID the last two years, no team sports, you know, kids really not being able to be together like they normally would, has it affected them? And he was like, man, it is crazy. 
two years off or a year off, they don't really know how to be a team. They've forgotten, little kids, forgotten, maybe because they didn't even know, and this is their they're coming together now as seven years old with seven year olds when back before they would come together as five year olds, but they don't know how to be part of a team. So I started thinking, but they're learning, you know, they're getting there, but it's just taking a little bit longer because with the hiatus. So when I was a little boy, I had a brother. And so we would, we were like thick as thieves. Every sport we would play, pretend like, you know, I'm Joe Montana. He's whoever I throw the football, he'd catch it. Same way soccer, same way basketball and, and baseball. But it's easy to teach a kid, you know, basketball or the goal, the rules of soccer. But baseball, to me, it is hard unless you have a group of, of little individuals and that you're playing it. You right. really won't know the dynamics of the game. Right. Why is it that baseball, you really need the early – you learn how to catch, uh, hit – throw before you even sign up for a team you know like right. that isn't that real yeah, is that true that's exactly like I think soccer and basketball you kind of you kind of learn that you might shoot in the at, at your driveway when you're little and stuff but you learn the fundamentals and everything on the team you know what i'm saying yeah well the other thing is is baseball you you have to have somebody to participate with that's if right. you're going to throw you have to throw with that's somebody if you're going to get somebody to throw to you to hit you're going to have to have that whereas basketball you can go out and shoot all day you can dribble. Soccer, you, you can, can dribble all day. Against the wall all day. If yeah, you can want dribble to, right? all day. Dribble all so day. So I think yeah. you know the other thing is is the rules. All of them have certain rules, but I, I think that it it is kind of funny that how baseball it is kind of you have to play it to gain really because it's an individual sport hidden in a team sport. Sure. Yes. You know, I mean, when you're sense. hitting at the plate, you know, I mean, you can move guys over, you can do things that help your team, but. N- Nobody's going to give you an assist. Nobody's going to make your at-bat easier. Yeah. Nobody's going to help you on the mound when you're pitching. So it is kind of an interesting game because of that. It, it was so funny. This guy I was talking to said – so where he's from was New York, and he was saying, man, by the time I played my first team game of baseball, I in the sandlot I had taken – I had had 1,000 hits. I had stolen – a hundred bases because that's what he and his friends did every summer. They right. wake up eight o'clock at the field. They leave at eight o'clock for years and years before they ever participated in a real team sport, the the, the team baseball, right? right? And he so he was like, by the time time we got there, man, we're not having to learn how to catch and pitch like you're saying. We already knew all that, right? You know, so it's a whole different game, right? It yeah. is. I mean, it is kind of funny because you know it's the same. But the other thing is, is I don't think. And this is this is like you know, way more controversial than we have to. I don't think parents play with their kids as much as they did when, or force their kids to be, to outside, be outside as yeah. much as our parents did, or as much True. as we did. True, because you know when you don't have the option to play a video game, when you don't have the option to do anything inside, you go outside and shoot. That's what you do. You go outside and ride your bike. Ride your bike. You go, go outside. on an adventure. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing you do. So I think more, you know. Travel sports are hurting rec sports, but also what's hurting rec sports are kids are not coming out as the number of kids aren't coming out right. that they used to. Yep. And so I think that that's part of the problem. Yeah, I it. agree. But, um, you know, still uh, still awesome that there's people out there that are willing to help coach. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, staying in the middle school uh, realm here, Lucy Rose's Grandview Eagles soccer team, six and two. Coming, I mean, having a pretty good year. Pretty good pretty year. Pretty young, so too, right? Very young. Very young team. 
uh, all coming together. I love their scrappiness. Just like you were saying about the baseball team, some of the kids that tried out for the team, they had never played soccer in their life. And so they don't no, they know you can't touch it with your hands, but right. besides that, that's the only rule they know. They just know when that ball comes to them, let's if they're defense, let's clear it out. Let's get it out. Let's defend our goal. And they are scrappy, a scrappy bunch. So they've, they've been a lot of fun to watch. I've enjoyed every cool. game. They come into the, the meat of their season. I think we've got four games left maybe. So anyway, we play the big rivalry, rival after spring break, which is Northview. Where do you play them? I, the, the, the game was – the first game was supposed to be – at Grandview, but it got rained out, and so I don't. The last game is always at the high school. Yeah, because yeah. we get the so our last baseball game is against Northview. Yes, and we are playing that game at the Crawdad Stadium. No way! Yeah, what how, a treat for the kids! How great is that? Man. I mean, to be able to stand on the mound that the Incredible. minor league players play on. So, it's, oh, that's awesome! You know, we would have a uh, a guy that is now at Hickory High, a junior at Hickory High, that in eighth grade hit a ball out of Crawdad Stadium in the Grandview Northview game. You have got to be kidding me. Mm-mm. Henry wow. Stewart, way to go, big guy. No way, Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. Henry. He's a great kid. He, uh, he hit a ball out in eighth grade. Man, good for him. Um, and the Crawdads, have you been? I, I mean, have. I know you've got the open. box. Caldwell Banker box. Everybody's heard about it. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows about, about it. it. Uh, yes, <laughs> we, um, we went to the first game. So we got to see they were getting kind of their teeth beat in. Yeah. And there was a grand slam in the eighth inning to pull them within four, but oh, they couldn't man. pull it out. It was good. Yeah, I saw their record. Not a good start. Not a good, not start. A good start. Not a good start. But they've got. A, I mean, they got a lot of good players. Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother. No way. Is on the Crawdad team. Cool. Yeah, he's injured right now, but great player. Dude, Tuesdays at the Crawdads. This is the best deal in town. Dollar, dollar hot, dog. hot dogs. I know. Two dollar beer. Maybe a dollar. No, it's probably two dollar beer, right? Right. Yes, yeah, two dollar like good beer. So uh, anyway, what a take your family up there for twenty bucks, dude. You're you're set. Let's go out there. Let's go out there and enjoy. Can we go to the box? I will only go I'll if I can, I can sit do. in the box. I'll see what I can and do. And feel like a What's VIP. What's in the box? What's <laughs> in the box? Feel like a VIP. Well, anyway, we're getting ready to close this uh, show for this uh, this big fan podcast. But before we do, spring break is upon us. So I know you've got baseball and some other things going, so maybe no big trips. But my daughters and my wife and I, we're leaving for Kiowa mm. tomorrow after work awesome and so this is what we normally do we already we rent bikes and so i got a text just a little while ago the bikes are already at the spot that we're staying mariners watch right beside north heron park or whatever there's this park that's just really cool in kiwa got all the kinds of fun stuff to do pools and rope courses and basketball goals and tennis course all this stuff it's right beside our place which we're right across from the beach so we get there we always pop in this little sushi bar get some sushi little glass of wine, kids do what they do, and then uh, get back to the house and get ready because it's 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. We get on the bikes, and we start the adventure. We try to get – we can't cover the whole island, but we go as far as those trails will allow us to go. It's like an all-day affair, and that's our first day. You know, we stop here. Pack a lunch or just – Pack a lunch, yeah, pack a lunch. Take it with us. We go to stop at the beach, you know, get back on the trails, go to the pool, go on other adventures, go look for alligators, all that fun stuff. So I'm looking forward to a really, really fantastic trip with my family because, you know, life is so hectic these days. You know, dance here. Olivia's taking SAT and ACT. Jennifer and I got a bunch of tennis and, of course, work. You don't have any time to really just sit down with the family one-on-one. So, anyway, we get to do that starting tomorrow, Hank, and we'll return on Saturday for a fantastic event at the HUM. Have you been to the HUM yet? 
I have not. Every time it's been, we've been out of town and we're going out of town this weekend, so we're not going to be able to. There's two shows this weekend. Friday night and Saturday night. And I have to say this. I know I've told you about this already. I went to the first Hum event, which was several weeks ago. It was the Journey cover band, right? Really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've seen it from the road, but no, there's never been people there. I was like, how is this really going to work? Right. We get there. The sound. So we were uptown at the wine shop and you could hear the sound like thumping right i was like man that sounds really really good so we start walking and the sound continues to get better people pouring into this venue we get inside they have this light show going i swear i felt like i was in a huge show in charlotte or raleigh at one of those big events that's how professionally done the hum is setting it up Hmm. it is it was fabulous right so we're going to try to go saturday night for sure and check it out again i'm not really Sure of the band, Andrew, Soul, if you can tell uh, me. Soul Driven Train, I think, is Saturday. Yes. Yep, I thought so. And um, But, you know, the good thing about this weekend is the first weekend was, uh, I think the weather was kind of cold, and, and the next one would have been you know, even worse yeah. weather, and that's why uh, they had to cancel that show. But the I think it's 80 degrees this weekend right. and nice. So, I mean, Perfect. if there's going to be an evening that you want to sit outside and listen to music, it's yes. this weekend. The other thing awesome setup for the there's like four bartenders so you don't have really ever have to wait in line for beer i mean you know maybe one or two people in front of you but it was perfect went really fast great food trucks i'm telling you blown away by this the way they set it up smoke machine smoke was going everywhere and that journey band they rocked it were unbelievable right. unbelievable so right. anyway i can't wait till the next event friday night the broadcast saturday night the band that you just said right yes right. that's cool. gonna be pretty fun so okay. you guys are only going for we're wednesday thursday friday we're staying to about you know noon on saturday and cruising home cruising we're gonna home. try to go check out the event at the home nice we'll get back yeah man yeah nice man. all right brother anything else we need to discuss i don't think so i think we uh we've cured everybody's problems so far we covered it all turkeys what you do in the shower. I'm half female. Half, half woman, female. You're half, half woman. woman. Half woman. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, until our next time we meet, two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Big Fan. And we'll check you out soon. Peace. You gotta keep on You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.